Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 146. Ladies, I got to tell you, we're going to talk about something that is asked constantly. What is like the number one question that we get asked no matter where we are and what we're, what we're doing? Number one. How do you get consigners? That's it. We are asked that all the time. And you know, my first thing, Samantha, you need your red flag. Because my first thing when people ask that is I just get cringy because I worry for them. Oh, there's a peachish, orangish flag. It's like a construction caution flag. <laughs> I just immediately think, oh, don't ask. Don't say, you know, because we know we always yeah. say, be careful what you wish for. But mm-hmm. there are good ways to do it. And that is what we're going to help you with today. Yeah. Yeah, I especially cringe when people, I I just think back to when I first realized, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, and I had a couple people, and then I just put it out there everywhere and was immediately overwhelmed and bombarded. So we're going to help you avoid that. Yeah. And I think going in, like, that's the number one question that is people's number one concern is like, how do I get started? How am I going to find the inventory? You know, how's this all going to work? It's, it's go, if you follow what we say, it is going to work. I mean, we've walked through this process with probably at least a hundred people at this point. And, you know, more than half of those were like, I I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I I don't know. There's really nobody in my area. They all say that, right? They all say that maybe I need to put an ad out or blast an ad out on Facebook and just, the opposite of that on the concern is there are already too many other consignment businesses in the area. Oh yeah. Never a problem. Never. (laughs) All right. So first step, you want that first consigner before you do that, Samantha, tell them what they need to do before they ever get that first consigner. You need to have your agreement ready, have your terms in place and know what you're getting out of this relationship and what you need in order to be sustainable and run your business. Yes. All right. Where so you I got get you. one of those? I don't know how to do that. Oh, I don't know either. Good luck. I'm just, <laughs> just going to link that up for you because we have one you can go by. We have one you can yes, do. We do. We will walk you through it. And if, and if you have questions, always feel free to reach out to us and we will walk you through it even further if you need. We got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. All right. So you got your agreement. We always tell people the first thing you're going to do, and this is any reseller across the board, is you are going to put yourself through the process as your own consigner. You will discover any, that means you will read yourself the contract. You will practice it in the mirror or the agreement. You will practice it in the mirror. You will know your terms. Sounds complicated. It should take like literally the whole thing, less than half an hour to get ready. Uh, you're going to put yourself through the through the process as a consigner. Find things around your own house. Put them on your consignment account. You know, run them through. See what kind of little issues you may or may not run into. Maybe you're ready to go, but go ahead and do that. It will give you the confidence uh, to proceed with the next step. 
Yeah, because it seems so simple. You think, well, I got my notebooks, I got my spreadsheet, I got a whatever, I can just start signing people up. And then you grab this stack of shirts from your closet and you start doing it yourself. And then you think, wait, I'm going to need two notebooks. Or maybe I want to add this column in my spreadsheet. And it'll just help you work out any of those kinks with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, we have so we... that you always have visual aids at your hands. When we... <laughs> Things everywhere. <laughs> So uh, there are different ways you can use to to track it. Like some people will use a notebook. Other people will use a spreadsheet. We use ConsignCloud, which is a consignment software to track our consignments. Um, my reseller Genie has recently implemented a program that's pretty amazing. So if you are using that, super easy to add consignment into your business. Check out the link below. Um, use that. You will not be disappointed there's um, a code for that that's like are there's an app for that there's a yeah. code <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people that use list perfectly are using that to track their consignments uh, so you have definite options you don't need anything fancy use what you're already using yes yeah also stop right now like this video subscribe to us make sure you got all the notifications on because we're also helping other people work on new apps or new functionality or we're working with these companies we know what's coming out before a lot of other people when it comes to the consignment world so make sure you're always watching us always watch us because our sea <laughs> chatters are going to know first yes absolutely. you're going to say i heard it here <laughs> Yep. And join our uh, free private Facebook community, the consignment chats community. You can hop in there and um, you'll also get the information that way. And mm -hmm. you'll be able to bounce things off different people that are going through this process with you. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of good support there from other, other people walking the walk with you. Yes. All right. Role-playing time. You know, this is my favorite. All oh, right, guys, I have my spreadsheet. I have my agreement. I processed items for myself as a consigner. I fixed any little problems I have. I I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Where do I find my first consigner? How do I get inventory? Right. Samantha's going chill. Calm down. Calm whoa, down. Whoa. You got this. Breathe. You did a great Are you job. sure? I live in You're a really, really rural area. Are you sure I'm going to be able to find somebody? Do you have family my in the area? Yeah, I do. Yes. Well, <laughs> I would start there. Really? Yeah. yeah. So the hol the holidays are coming up. My favorite Thanksgiving was when I had listened to consignment chats when you first started on here. And I had revamped my agreement and I wanted to make sure it made sense to everybody. So I brought it to Thanksgiving and I passed it around while we were eating and playing games and having fun. And now when I go to family events. I come home with a carload of things because everybody <laughs> knows my terms and has an account set up with me. But it was the best to not only get feedback, but also for them to know what my terms are. Your family can be your best and your worst clients. But if you know your terms and they know your terms and everybody is in agreement that that's just how it is, you're, you're not budging on those. You're not making exceptions or having gray areas. Yes. They can be your very best clients and you can get stuff from them anytime you see them. But it's my family. I kind of feel like I should 
you know, give them all of the profits. So are you working less when you list your family's items than if you list JoJo's items? No. Is it easier for you to list that item for your mom than it is for no. your name? Yeah, well, you're doing the same work. So you're getting paid yes. for the work that you're doing. You are earning that money. You are not. I shouldn't feel bad. Nope. I they were going to bad. bring it to Goodwill or they were going to keep it in their garage or their closet and it was just going to stay there anyways. You're making them money and doing all of the work. And providing them cleanliness and happiness and clutter-free living. Yes. Wow. All right. All right. So they, I'm going to use the same terms with my family and friends. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing them a favor. Right. Well, I you mean, are. I, I am. You're doing them I'm a providing favor. a service. You're, yes. Right. You're doing them a favor, but their terms are going to be the same as the person you run into at the mall. Yeah, because I guess, I mean, if I kept doing like that as a favor and giving them all the proceeds, I guess I wouldn't be in business anymore to help them out. Exactly. Right. That's where the word sustainable comes in. You have to be able to sustain that business. And if you are turning into the giveaway everything Red Cross and the giving everything away, you're not going to be able to sustain that business. And then mm -hmm. you got to go back to the nine to five that you want it out of. Oh, no, I don't want to go back. <laughs> All right, neat. So yeah, and here's the beautiful thing about family. As, as Samantha said, they can be your best. They can be your worst. They can be tough. But again, stick with the terms. Stick, 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 stick with the terms. But the beautiful thing is, once they know what you're doing, they become so knowledgeable and so impressed and proud of what you're doing that they're free advertisement for you. They're going oh, to yeah. church. They're going to the office. They're going to the... And they're telling people, oh my gosh, you should see my garage. It's so clean now. Thank goodness. My niece, Samantha, it has this consignment business. And oh, I was so, it was such a beautiful thing when she came and took all that out of my garage. I can actually park my car in it before the first snow. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. And they know your terms. Like my my brother, he wanted to be, he, he's one of my biggest supporters, but he didn't want to sign me up for anything. He does a lot of side jobs. He's a mechanic. He does a lot of things. And he didn't want to sign me up for anything I didn't want. So he made sure that he knew my terms and knew them very well. So when other people ask or he talks about it, he can say, she does a 50-50 split or she only takes, you know, the things that'll fit in four boxes at a time or, and he's so good at filtering the ones that actually get to me. It's amazing. I mean, look at that. You got your own little private worker bees buzzing around yeah. here for you, right? Yes. I mean, every that, time you read someone that agreement or you go through that agreement with and think the, think of it in that term, like, yeah. hey, they're going to tell somebody else this or somebody else is going to ask them this question. Make sure they're equipped to market for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want somebody sitting there going, well, I think her split is 50-50, but because I'm family, I don't, right. I don't, you know, and then they're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa. You yes. Know. No. Keep it yeah. across the board. Also, talk to the businesses and places around you as well. I mean, coming from a small, tiny rural area, um, our thrift stores and even our Goodwill, which is the only one for 100 miles at least, they stop taking donations quite a few times a year because they're so overwhelmed. However, I know the people that work there and they refer people to me. So, you get it? 
I have tons of people that reach out to me. You just got to keep talking about what you do to everybody that you know. Mm -hmm. I question, have you ever put an advertisement in the paper or an advertisement that you paid for, for your business? No. No. All right. So I made a big mistake uh, when I first opened the storefront and it was the paper, the newspaper wanted to do an article on conscious consignment. I was like, sure. Yeah, it's free advertisement. Okay, so think about your target market here. Who's reading that newspaper? Sweet little elderly couples over their coffee. Right, right, (laughs) exactly. And so we were inundated with, you know, phone calls about, you know, it was nothing against Alfred Dunner and Sag Harbor, but, but, you know, the old lady polyester pants and, you know, people wanting to, you know, make a buck on, you know, stuff that really wasn't sell. So, yeah, I mean, that advertisement was was awful. It was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. It was, it was brutal. brutal. It wasn't inten- it wasn't really intentional. Like I didn't intentionally put something out there asking for consigners. But, you know, think about where you're advertising or <laughs> what the message is. Yeah, I mean, it's totally whatever your mission is. So, you know, maybe that is the right way to advertise if that's your mission. But I say, don't put money out where it's not necessary. And I think advertising your business and spending money on it for consignment, it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. I think that's just you go in the potty and flush it down if you're doing that, in my opinion. (laughs) And it depends on what your niche is or your, you know, a brick and mortar is different than selling online selling only jewelry is different than if you're going to take a little bit of everything or are you only going to do children's clothing or because then that dictates too. we were talking to someone the other day that sells books and you know they should reach out to their library you think oh I don't want to take donations away from the library but they are also inundated with so many things and if they know that you sell books and you can set up an account for them they're still getting money out of it and they're still raising what they need to but yeah, think about if you have a specific niche, if you sell children's clothing, talk to the schools, the daycares that have them, maybe, maybe, maybe put out flyers to parents. Probably not, though. Maybe with just your website so they can buy stuff. The the other people will bring stuff. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And like dry cleaners are a good one if you're a clothing yes. um, uh, cobbler, if there's any cobblers around here anymore. I know they're combined with the dry cleaners here. Um, funeral homes, um, retirement communities, retirement communities. Again, depending on your niche and your platform, because you're going to get the Alfred Dunners and some of the older styles and things like that, which sell very well on eBay. Not very well, but they're bread and butter on eBay and places like that. But if you don't have the platform or the the audience for some of those things you just kind of think about what you're trying to get i'm going to flip the script real quick and say okay we've talked about this where you're going to get literally everything as libby says and the kitchen sink from this kind of advertisement but i want to flip and say what if i only want the mid to high end the mid to luxury items there's going to be a specific way that i need to reach out for that 
because yeah, I decide that up front, like what your limits are, put your, you know, put very specifically, you can always, ex- it's easier to expand, like start very specific and it's easier to expand. It's very difficult to uh, take everything and then lose a category, right, Samantha, and decide you don't want to do something. Yeah, apparently people get very upset about children's clothing. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just thinking like another way, I mean, let's just say you're established for a little bit and you really want to get more um, mid to luxury handbags and things. I mean, keep an eye on your local schools and things that do like the handbag bingos or those kind of things. And if you can, donate a handbag that advertises your business because that right there, if those people are going, they're the kind of people that want those kind of items. And your donation is not only doing good for that charity, but what a great way to advertise yourself too and put out where what you do. You know, they're going to see it in your donation and be like, oh, mm-hmm. if they've donated this, I wonder what they have in their store. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And all right. So we, you know, we're talking about how to, how to get all these, I, how to get the items, how to get specific items. I think that one of the, probably the most important points is to have confidence in what you are yes. doing because you will get demolished if you don't <laughs> yes. like you go in and you're, you're not, um, you know, your attitude, you're not you're not desperate for inventory because believe me, it's going to start coming in. If you follow, you know, these guidelines, um, you never want to appear desperate for inventory because trust us, you will not be, um, you never want to put out the message that that consigner is doing you a favor. Like if somebody comes to you, Oh, you know, I have stuff you could sell. You're going to want to, as Molly said, flip the script script and say, you know what, we're really um, busy right now. If you ever need the service of us, you know, taking some of those items, you know, let's, let's talk then, but never be put in the situation where somebody thinks they are doing you a favor because every single time that has happened, it has not ended well for me. I don't know about you, Samantha, but yeah, no, that's very true. And I will sometimes schedule people out oh, you know, my next drop off is and I'll give them like a date that's like six to eight weeks out. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, well, I thought I because because I get those messages. Do you have time today or tomorrow where I can just drop some stuff off real quick? Yeah. Uh, my next drop off is, you know, Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, I'll just throw it way out there. And which which is true a lot of the time. Like, I am stacking those up. But um, that will that will flip it and make them see that I'm I'm busy. I have a lot of other drop offs and a lot of other things going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to do that. We saw that in the storefront. Right. Remember when we just did anybody could come in anytime, Molly. And, you know, if somebody called and they were like, oh, I can run up, you know, later today. Usually not good. The second we started implementing um appointments and we were booked out people respected our time a heck of a lot more and what we did and when we limited the items they could bring all of a sudden they respected what we were selling too and realized you know we're putting more into it so a lot of them would put more into looking through what they brought to us which really helped and not always this is not 100 percent, y'all it is not right but but a lot of times how you present yourself, all this is part of that full confidence package, how you present mm-hmm. yourself and your business and 
stand behind it strongly, they start to go, Ooh, wow. Okay. This is awesome. You know, I'm in. Cause you are yeah. running a legitimate business. You are a business person. You are not just out there doing people favors. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. One thing I've said multiple times talking about how to get consigners, um, I know a lot of people want to throw it out on social media and I have thought about that and I keep thinking about that and I haven't done it yet because I'm still working through some things to get to the point of doing it. But I am, you know, trying to be more specific, heading more towards that high-end luxury only area in my business. So I want people around me that have those items. So if I put something out on the next door app, say, or Facebook, local, I am going to be extremely specific about that. Because again, mm -hmm. you're putting it out there to the everybody's in the world. But I am going to be very specific about what, how many people I'm looking for, and exactly what it is I'm looking for. And that way it immediately, not only does it take out others, but I think for those that have it, it's like, oh, I got to get in, I got to get in. And there's this sense of like, I, it's got to be me, you know. So give us an example of like of wording you might use. And guys, we can help you out with this totally in our Patreon group. We can walk you through. So if you're interested in very specific um, guidance, we can absolutely help you with that one-on-one -on -one in the Patreon group and um, mastermind that. So uh, think about think about joining us there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, probably something like online consignment business, um, seeking out five new clients. Yes, limiting the number of clients or number of spots that you have available is very key. Even I, if, go ahead. I just realized I'm not going to use the word seeking. Go ahead. Even if you are a brick and mortar and you do drop off appointments or things like that, or you don't have appointments, you have open times, make sure that you post those times and say you're only accepting the first five people between 8 and 10 p.m. or things like that. Make sure that there is a, a sense of urgency there or a, a limited area. Otherwise, they don't take it as seriously or you're over, you're just flooded with things. And yeah, you, you that, that leaves... That leaves you open to saying no. Even if you only get three responses, but one isn't the right fit, you now have another way to say, oh, I'm sorry, my spot's filled up, but I'll let you know when I'm accepting again. We'll see if it's the right fit later on. It just gives you extra leverage. Good. Yeah. Exclusivity. You yes. want to breed exclusivity there. Yeah. So I was thinking about that seeking term I used. That makes it sound like I'm 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 in need, and that's not the way I want to do it. I'm I'm going to say something more along the lines of, online consignment business has five openings available. Yes. Um, four, and then putting high end luxury items, you know, and listing some examples. Examples are da -da 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 -da, mm -hmm. putting some of the brands out there that we are. That I'm looking for. Um, Did you know something I never thought I would have to add to a post like that? What? No faux or knockoffs because like, okay, so there are MLM companies that will reward their levels with luxury handbags or luxury suitcases and they are knockoff like Louis Vuittons and they know that they're sending people fakes on purpose. Oh, Lord. And so some areas are 
have a lot of that. And I have to explain to people that those cannot be sold. They are they look nice on you, but they cannot be sold anywhere. They are illegal. They are oh, illegal. Yes, they they are. Are. In your ad, you're going to put in all caps, the yelly way, authentic yes. luxury items. Yes. <laughs> you're going to use that term authentic. And that is the one time you can do the all caps yelly authentic. <laughs> yes. I never thought I would have to specify that. Right? I mean, yeah. come on, man. So, yeah, that's what I would do and just state that they're openings. I, you see, I caught myself in my wording. We're constantly doing that. Um, catching ourselves, you know, how my four letter words that we have that we don't speak here. Um, well, that the way I worded that the first time made me sound slightly desperate or that I, you know, am in need of, and you don't want it to sound that way. Well, so, geez, if you ran it through our Patreon group, we would have fixed that for you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm sure you will when you're ready to do this. I think we should document like when you do this and how it works and what happens. And I, I think that would be fascinating for our listeners. Well, it's definitely a new year goal for me. It's not something that's happening in 2023. I have mm -hmm. put it in my mind every time I think about it, that that is a new year goal for me. So okay, great. yeah, 2020. By, by March of 2024, she'll be like, oh my God, 17 people have called me today. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the beautiful thing about those, depending on where you post them, though, is you can go in and change them and edit them and say, you know, five slash three spots left or mm -hmm. one spot left and then delete it. No more left. Sorry. Oh, yep. Yeah. And you might just get one that reaches out to you and has a ridiculous amount of stuff and you don't need to get any more. Correct. Correct. Most of my, most of my summer, I did not, I normally thrift and garage sale and supplement my consignment, but I ended up taking an estate and I normally say no, no estates. I only do so many boxes or bags at a time, but I came up with some other terms. I will do that estate and I will give them weekly appointments to do their four bags or their four boxes for the right stuff which this was and uh yeah I was very busy with one consigner and then sprinkled my other ones in just a little bit all summer long yeah well I mean that's a really good like you may only need one good consigner and think about that. I mean, you get that one good, like I'm I'm back to my luxury person, right? So I get that one consigner that comes and there's a bunch of Louis and Gucci and a Chanel in there. And I list those things and I sell them and that consigner gets her payout. Trust me that she's going to be hanging out playing tennis with her girlfriends and be like, oh, let's go shopping. I just got a payout from Conchi Consignment. And, you know, I sold all those old bags that have been sitting up and now I can get a new bag and let's go shopping or let's go. And they're going to go, wait, what? Mm -hmm. What? You know, yes. I so. love the messages. I had one this morning. What's my balance? Well, here's the link, but I did check it real quick. You know, it's, it's $200. Oh my gosh. Oh my, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, when can I drop more stuff off? Yes. Yes. There we go. Okay, well, <laughs> my honesty. favorite moment in the store was, do you remember when um, one of our consigners, she came in and she was just adorable. Um, and she actually jumped up and down at the register. Like when Aww. she, she was so like, oh gosh, I'll never forget it. It just made me so happy. Um, 
Yeah, just literally, literally jumped up and down. I'm not saying she was excited. Like, no, she literally jumped up and down. <laughs> I love it. Because that's the awesome thing about this is we're doing things for our families with the, with what we're making from this. And then we're also doing stuff for other families. So my kid gets to go play travel basketball and do X, Y, and Z. But then that consigner's kid also gets to go play soccer and go on that trip and do all that. And we are helping in so many ways by just doing what we love to do. Right? It's a win, 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 win. Yeah. So, so many wins. <laughs> speaking of checking your balance, it just on me as we're talking about this, that it's been a while. Y'all, I don't sell furniture through my part. Libby does, does the furniture for Conchie consignment. My reasoning is storage, but also I live in Furniture Mecca, right by High Point here where all yeah. the furniture is. So all the furniture that I have from our redoing our house and the estates, I consigned at a local furniture consignment place. And they came and they were like, well, this is our terms and this is it. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm good, trust me. And if you don't, I go, look, I'm in the business. I'm like your best consigner, right? Because I know the term, you just go with it. Yeah, I've been supposed to check on my balance and go in there. And y'all talk about this thing. I've never called them back or gone in to see if I have any money or sold anything. No, I got it out and I forgot all about it till we're just having this conversation. You might have store credit. Do they do store credit too? They you might have store uh, credit there. You know what? I don't know that they do. They probably do. I can't imagine they don't. I didn't, you know I didn't read that contract in full. <laughs> people stress out they stress out about their terms which honestly they're not going to read half of it and they stress out about like offending someone or making sure that they're like and yeah that's a perfect example yes you know the business but at the same time I don't know how many people I reach out to and say I'd really I'm going to close my books for the year I'm going to send you an email with a check in it it's not spam and I just give them a heads up because they've never inquired or looked right. at their account and I need to balance my books. I'm like, come on. Well, there are those people like me out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of them. You're going to find a lot more than that. Than if anybody is offended or asking tons of questions or anxious about anything, it's a construction flag, apparently. And it's <laughs> it's just not, not right. the right fit. Yeah. Those flags. You can say, think like go back to our episode, see the ways to say no. It's it's not a good fit. Don't be afraid to say no. Like you need to be able to say no, you know what? Or why don't you think about that? Maybe it's not the right time for you. Very, Mm -hmm. very important. There will be more people. Um, if somebody is not the right fit, if you have a feeling in your gut that you're just not comfortable with it, say no. There's gonna be another consigner. Don't feel bad. Do not bend your terms. Do not, please do not do that. And you also, also times you do it, you're going to feel very uneasy if that's not yes. your normal personality to really stand on your own two feet and confidently yeah. present that. Hard. So do what was suggested earlier. Practice that in the mirror several times. Like do the mm-hmm. role play that Libby loves that I don't. Your dog, your cat. Yeah. I mean, get your husband to pretend different consignment scenarios or your children and and present so that you can come up with that that language. Once you get your language set in your head, you typically use the same kind of sentences and comments for each of those different scenarios. It becomes very natural. All right. Should I? All right. So some more role playing. Like, I know what you guys told me. 
And I have this consigner who's really difficult. I knew I shouldn't have taken them, but you know, I gave her an extra 10% because she was going through some problems and she really needed the money. And How's that I, I know I shouldn't have done it. Should I be like horribly embarrassed? And what should I do? How's that working out for you, first of all? <laughs> all right, so this isn't really role-playing because I've done this. <laughs> many, many times. That is why I feel so strongly that on the point that you need to be able to say no and go with that feeling in your gut. We've all done it. We've all had, you know, regrets. If you do that, please, well, please don't do it. But if you do, do not be embarrassed. You know, come into our community. Let's have a chat about it. We've all been there. You know, we're, we're saying that's why we're sharing this with you. We've all yeah. been there. We've all made that mistake. It's painful. It's, I find it embarrassing um, that I'm not following my own advice because it does happen. <laughs> As, don't share it. Yeah. We, and then that's why we have the community is because we've all done these things and we've all had so many different types of customers and consigners and can share feedback on, on certain situations. Yes. And I know when I first started little like 19, 20 year old me trying to do a little side hustle and I went off of what I thought consignment splits were supposed to be. And I was only taking like 30 or 40% because that's what the brick and mortars did. And I was selling on Facebook, so it wasn't a ton of work, I thought. And it definitely is a little less than, you know, eBay and all those other things. But it's, you can, if you have to, you can increase your percentage. It's not, it's not like inconceivable. We do recommend that you start higher. You can always decrease it if for some reason you need to, but start higher and you should never have to move it. But if you need to, a simple, as of November 1st, any new consignment dropped off with any client under any contract will now reflect these terms. And you just, you change them. That's it. If they don't like them, that's okay. You got a bunch of other ones. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And I never had a problem. I've never lost a consigner when I had to up all my stuff. And I, I never had an issue. And if somebody does complain, they're not the right fit. It's fine. That's right. They're not for you. So something else, something else I wanted to say about finding things is, um, dang it, I lost it again. I've lost it multiple times already. <laughs> oh, never mind. It was a different way to find things. Well, there's going to be some newer ways coming out that if you follow us, like, subscribe, and hit the bell, you'll find out more about very soon. That will be a really easy way to help you start that consignment business. And yes. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I don't know. Yes. We're working on so many fun things. Throw that little bite out there. Maybe I shouldn't, mm -hmm. but I did. It's okay. It's <laughs> out there. Oh, that's what it was. What? Talk to other resellers. If you have... How did we forget that one? Oh, Lordy, Lordy. We, it's like, they're, they're our favorite, our favorite consigners. They, it, just like you consigning at that shop. You know terms. They know terms. They can look up comps. The majority of them can look up comps. They understand sell-through rates. They know good things. It's all good. They also understand that markets change and stuff like that. They're just, they're different than your average soccer mom that's going to consign her clothes with you. And 
a reseller that really likes to just sell electronics might have some sneakers and want you to sell them or they might have video or well, not video games they're selling the video games you might have electronics where you're like oh my god those have been sitting in my money mountain i don't want to deal with those you send them over to them (laughs) yeah right like it's it's a relationship that can just go back and forth and be fantastic but other resellers people love niching down but they also love shopping we all know the majority resellers borderline hoarders hoarders yeah and i see it all the time on the on the videos that we watch where some of them will be out sourcing and they'll be like, ooh, 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 these cards. And they'll be like, oh, you're a collector? No, I'm not. But I have a friend that's a reseller collector and I think he would love this. I'm going to go ahead and pick this up for him. I'm going to see him next week. Like it's that same kind of thing. If you know other resellers and know what they do, you've got their back and they've got your back when they know what you do. And some people brought that up. Some people are super overwhelmed with reselling, but they know that they love to thrift and source things, but then they get to that listing part part and they get to the the organization or the or the other parts. And if you present them with a, hey, how about I take all those dolls or cabbage patch or whatever from you and let's start an account and let's do this, it could get to the point where that is their side gig or their hustle or whatever is sourcing for you. Yeah. Is that what you want me to do? Are you putting this out there because you want me to source for you guys? Because I have some (laughs) items for you. Is that what y'all want? I can I can bring you some items. Libby actually does really want you to source for her. She just also wants you to list them and ship them as well. (laughs) Yeah. So you are correct. That is definitely a part of your title. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I forgot to bring that. I could at this point, I could run my business solely on my consignments from other resellers. I have no need for any other consigners. Now I like working with some of my other consigners. So they're right. They're stank, but my business could solely be supported on uh, my inventory from resellers. So um, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Thank you so much, Samantha. I mean, because basically, because we interact with resellers all day. That's the majority of the people that I surround myself with. If you go to soccer games and you surround yourself with soccer moms, those, (laughs) those could be your consigners. Like you just, just talk to the people that are around you. All of them. Talk to all of them. Right. The barista at Starbucks, she may have some things to sell. Talk to her. She might have some of those collectible Starbucks cups that sell for mm-hmm. some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Starbucks, y'all, that's what I'm cheering with today is mm-hmm. a Starbucks cup. So guys, I hope we gave you a lot of great information. There's always more that comes to our brain in the end because that's just how our brains work. So Again, jump in the community. If you've got more questions about it, pop them in there. They're always not just us, but other amazing people to help answer those. We have really worked hard to build a community that is non-competitive, supportive. Um, Yeah, bring you up kind of community who, when you make that mistake, like Libby was talking about, won't bring you down, they'll lift you up. (laughs) Yes. 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 They'll surround you with, oh, we did that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> Here's how I handled it. Here's what yes. I did. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies, until next time, I gotta say, cheers. cheers. <laughs> Cup of what the heck is that, Samantha? <laughs> it's um random receipts, some of my business cards, and when I part out games, I just throw all the dice in here until I get a cool little mixture of it. <laughs> 
She's ready for boss reseller remix. The only cup I had, dear me. <laughs> Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of consignment chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.